You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage, our money, and the stuff that matters. husband. Que pasa? <laughs> Cheers. We're drinking our new favorite beverage, mm-hmm. sipping chocolate from Trader Joe's. This it's not a, hot cocoa. No, it's not somehow. hot cocoa. We haven't quite determined why it's not. It has more fiber. There you go. Chris examined the nutrition label. It's from Trader Joe's. It was a tip from a colleague. Um, anyway, so yes, we're both enjoying cups of that. Oh, it's pretty, delicious. You should definitely drink some. It's pretty cozy. Sorry, we can't share it with you. Um, today, we are introducing a new occasional segment called Article Club, where we'll chat about an article that we found interesting or maybe one that a listener had shared with us. We love getting um, emails with articles that you guys find interesting. And today, we're discussing a recent article from the New York Times on the question of what is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, let's kind of catch up on life and money at the Hi-Fi house. Yeah, how's life? <laughs> how's life? Life is life is good. Um, busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, been saying that a lot. Um, I think last so last night was when we first had our our first taste of sipping yes. chocolate, and it was actually the only night I can remember in recent weeks, maybe months, that mm-hmm. we actually both sat down and just read books and yeah. drank this and sat by our Christmas tree. It was so nice. I want I want more of that in my life. <laughs> How do we do that? How do we do that? <laughs> um, so I guess what I've, this is kind of going to come into our discussion. I think more, I want to do a discussion with you about like our goals of 2017. Now Chris is not even looking at me. He's just like, only has eyes for his mug of sipping chocolate. I found chocolate. such solace in this, <laughs> in this sipping chocolate. Um, anyway, but I feel like I want to talk more about that in our episode, maybe at the beginning of 2017. About I, I, I've been thinking, I guess, about it's trying been to... It's a really crazy gulp sound. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Try was... to keep those to yourself, please. <clears throat> um, I guess I've been thinking I want to work ahead more, you know, like do stuff earlier. And I mm-hmm. think maybe I talked about that last time, but, but this week I worked every night after bedtime and, yeah. and maybe, maybe it's that I'm just trying now to get more ahead. So then maybe this coming week will be better. Cause I got some stuff done this past week that then I won't have to do this coming week. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But suddenly I was like, wait, I thought I was doing a new plan and yet here I am. So you don't want to do less. You want to do more faster. I want to do the same amount. No, it's like the same amount of stuff. But I feel like if I could be smarter or more strategic about when I do it, Mm -hmm. like I'm even thinking about like with our podcast and with my other podcast, like doing instead of recording every other week, could I record twice in a week Mm. and then have like two weeks off or something, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, like the same amount of stuff (laughs) somehow i'm convinced that i can find the time i'm not skeptical it's Uh, it's like hermione with the time turner (laughs) that's what i'm gonna do here well that sounds reasonable (laughs) that worked out great for her (laughs) um they did save the hippogriff that's true so and serious how that bears on our situation (laughs) (laughs) it's really really relevant (laughs) 
Um, but I also wanted to say that in the midst of like, there is a lot of busyness, but I've just been enjoying the holidays so much. December, it's just my favorite. It's mm-hmm. my favorite because of the holidays. And it's my favorite just in Arizona. The weather is amazing. You can just be outside all day long. Like it's cold in the mornings, but then in the afternoon, it's like long sleeves and long sleeves are short sleeves and pants. We're mm-hmm. just, the boys can play outside. Which they did all day today. Yeah. And they're getting to the age where they can play like kind of independently or we'll kind of play together for longer and longer stretches of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it so much. It was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that, but I also wanted to say, stop. Oh, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to say, even with that, it, and like on top of the work that we're doing all the time and stuff lately, it's also just like a busy time of year, like just all the social engagements. Mm-hmm. It's like fun stuff. But suddenly it just like piles up like parties and family get togethers and office parties. And man, it's it's really hard. And, I know. And, and All I want to do is sit here and sip my sipping chocolate. I know. <laughs> and um, it's I, I like haven't found very many things, if at all, to say no to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if next year we need to like be prepared to say no to things or, or we, we just, just kind of embrace some it. of our friends off Maybe throughout so. the year so that they don't invite us now to we things have too many friends. Year. Yeah. Yeah. We're far too popular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of thinking about. So yeah. Yeah. What do you have to share? Um, well not to bring you down, but you're out of your sipping chocolate. Yeah. That's a bummer. No, I'm going to talk about money now. All right. I'm ready. You know, I I often sip things on this epi- or on this podcast. I know. I don't know why. It's probably super annoying to many people. <laughs> Maybe we'd have more <laughs> listeners if you didn't. Um, yeah. So, so money. this time of year is awesome, but it's also expensive. Mm-hmm. And so we we talked a little bit about our Christmas budget mm-hmm. last episode, um, but. My parents always joke that anytime you talk about money around your appliances or other things, expect something to break and, yep, and things totally, have. Totally. So our washer broke uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was something that we had to get fixed, and that ended up being two hundred dollars. Yep. So we've already spent plenty of money on gifts, which we had a budget for. Yep. But then the unexpected things came up. The two hundred bucks on the washer was kind of cool because the guy who came actually showed me how to take our washing machine apart. And we have one of the old top loaders. It's from like 1999, right? It's from 1999. And he said, hold on to this thing. They don't make them like this mm-hmm. anymore. The, the new ones last like five or seven years. This will last you forever. And this is like the second or third washing or washer or dryer repair person that's told us this. Yeah. Which makes it sound like we're getting it repaired all the time. But <laughs> this is over the past eight years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and actually these are, we've had, yeah, we've had one repair on the dryer because the belt broke and one repair on the washer just now. Okay, and that's, and that's the total it? in okay. 16 so two repair years. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that was kind of reassuring that yeah. even though we had to drop that money, that it's something that we can easily repair. It's not filled with electronics of various yeah. kinds. All I that. actually love our old washer and dryer mm-hmm. and I have no desire to upgrade to the new ones. I used to really like those new ones and think that, oh, I wish we could get those. Um, but now I just love that they're just going to last forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and... Yes, they pr- it could be using less water and be a bit more efficient, but I think that you know I ha- I haven't like seen the numbers comparison. I don't think that, like that's making us like a crazy wasteful household. No, no, 
Espe- I mean, especially when the other ones, like you said, you would need to buy new ones maybe every five to seven years. Right. And and these, uh, I mean, we are already way below average when it comes to energy usage. And yeah. I think probably about average due to water or on, on water usage. And we have a lawn. So we're going right. to, once we get rid of that, we'll be below average. So it's not our washer and dryer that we should worry about. Anyway, yeah. we had to spend money on that. Then we brought our car in to get a oil change. Oil change. Yep. And what ended up happening, as is always the case, is they found other things. And I just throw money at the dealership because I want them to fix anything they tell me is remotely broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just figure even if we're dropping 400 bucks, which we did this mm-hmm. last trip, um, it's still much cheaper than you know maintaining a second car. Yeah. So anyway, we and, had... A, and we really are interested in keeping that car tip top. Mm-hmm. Like we are all about... Um, you know, replacing things and doing those services early rather than we don't want to wait for something to break, which I think is how I used to drive cars, Mm -hmm. you know, but since this is our only car and yeah, yeah, so. And I don't know that, I don't think we've had a major repair on it this year. I don't think so. We'd have to go back and check the records. I think last year we spent less than $3,000 total on transportation. So we spend way low money on it. Mm -hmm. And I think this was maybe our only repair this year. So we may even come in lower than last year. So mm-hmm. it's, it's worth it to me to, to spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. We had to replace a headlamp and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's important anyway. And some other things. So anyway, we spent some money there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the tires. And then the tires came up. So we needed new tires. That was 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So just like that, we had like $1,000 <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> out the door uh, on top of the money we just spent on Christmas gifts. And oh yeah, we still have to do the gutters on the house. Yeah. So it's crazy how that kind of stuff comes up and it feels mm-hmm. so frustrating. Just, I mean, I feel, I feel very good that we can actually handle all these yes. things. Thank, thank goodness. We're, right. So we have the money in right. reserves to right. do it. What it messes up is our savings. And in the grand scheme of things, that is a very privileged place to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but it, it just feels frustrating in terms of, I feel like we'll read these blogs of people that are being super frugal and super crazy with their savings. And I don't feel like I, you know, I don't read them super closely, but I'm just like, where, where do these weeks or months come up for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it yeah. always seems like, it's just like, man, because I mean, I, there wasn't, we could have put off the tires for a little bit, mm-hmm. but they were, they're like at the place where it's like, okay, it's not super dangerous, but it's time to replace your tires, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, we could drive them until they were really worn down. We mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just like these big, you know, kind of expensive things. And it's like, okay, well, tell me where we couldn't spend the money i, I know, guess i know yeah it's tough and it's just it's more so it's tough that all these things happened all at once yes so and on top of spending a lot of money on gifts yeah you know so it all kind of came together yeah um so it's no big deal like i said we had the money to cover these things and it just means that we take a hit in how we start our savings off into the next year yeah. which is a bummer but yeah. um we'll have to think about what our goals are there yeah we're gonna uh, ha- we're gonna have a um we're gonna have a sit down planning like kind of kind of goals and financial meeting later this month when mm-hmm. I'm when we're both off work, which I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're still in good shape. We actually we still hit our savings goal. So on our last episode of the year we'll talk through our, yeah. our savings and yeah, spending and all that next. stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Article Club. So we came across an article um in the New York Times and and like you said, it was about 
how much is enough and, and yeah. sort of the qualitative philosophical question, how much is enough. Mm-hmm. And we'll link to this in our show notes. The, the title, the full title is one money question to rule them all. How much is enough? And it's by Ron Lieber. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was also, he's also the author of the opposite of spoiled. I hope I'm right on this, um, which is a book that I had mentioned in a previous episode talking about teaching kids about money because his book, The Opposite of Spoiled, is all about teaching kids about money and teaching them like good financial responsibility at an early age. So, Yeah, and this was cool because the article gets at, I think, what is just fundamental about not just money, but life. Like what what are you actually seeking? What are your goals? What's important? What's important, yeah. And so it runs through, to give a quick synopsis, it runs through some of the the basic issues you see in articles like this where first it's a little bit about what do you have an awareness of how you spend, mm-hmm. um, what you're spending on and how much. And in essence, you know, is this what you want to be spending on or are you just kind of spending thoughtlessly? So how do you get your mind around that? Uh, and then it gets a little bit into what maybe drives us to spend in ways we wouldn't necessarily choose on our own. In other words, keeping up with the Joneses kind of Mm -hmm. thing, like seeing other people spend in different ways Mm -hmm. that make you envious. Mm -hmm. And he talks about social media and how people's images are curated in such a way to seem to make you always want a little bit more and what you see on TV and all Mm -hmm. that BS. Um, They go through that. Then he finally gets kind of into some definitions of what might be enough. And he talks to some people about this. Mm -hmm. And one definition mentioned in the article is that, uh, quote, enough is having everything you need and want without being overburdened or indulging in excess. Mm-hmm. Um, another idea was, you know, whatever it is that gets you closer to enough might be what takes you one step closer to joy. Mm. So there's still vague notions of what's enough, but yeah. I thought it'd be fun to talk mm-hmm. about what we think is yeah. enough from our perspective. And then and we'll also offer some thoughts on how to actually operationalize that yeah. to make it quantitative as well as qualitative. Yeah. So I think I, that first definition, I think is what, when I read that felt like, oh, I think that's kind of like what I would have in my mind. Um, I would say for me enough would be being able to comfortably afford everything we need and some of what we want, um, specifically being able to um, save to, provide for our retirement and to send both of our boys to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, part of that, as I thought more about it, it's to like to have enough, but, but not so much that I take things for granted. I, I mm-hmm. really, I really try not to take things for granted. I, I know that I do in my life because I know that we live a privileged life and a very comfortable life. And so of course, you know, I, I think that is just part of it, but I try to be conscious of that. And I think that ultimately that does bring me more joy in things because I can't make all the updates around the house that I want to, that when something that's like a, a $40 mirror, mm-hmm. I still I'm getting so much joy out of every time that I see it, you mm-hmm. know, cause that was mm-hmm. something that I wanted for a long time. And then when we got it, so mm-hmm. um, it's like, it is a good perspective to remember because then instead of dwelling on the like, oh, I can't afford this or, you know, whatever it is, it, you know, just kind of reminds you like, well, if that is a priority, you can make it a priority to save for that or whatever. And when you get it, it'll probably bring you a lot more joy than if it was just like no big deal to buy it. I think that's a key thing. So I think I agree. Like the idea that you have to you have to wait, you have mm-hmm. to invest either time or effort to save up the money to to get something that you want. In other yeah. words, you can't just constantly 
mm-hmm. satiate that want all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I like the idea of trade-offs. Like you have to put in some kind of work or patience mm-hmm. to get things that you want. You yeah. just can't have them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if trade-offs are built in, then then you have things that you still need to be working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this theory like with celebrities who just go off the deep end and go nuts and, mm-hmm. and start doing crazy things. Yeah. I sometimes wonder if when people have enough money that they can just fulfill all their needs and all their wants. What what sort of buoys them? What keeps mm-hmm. them tethered no, totally. to real life anymore? Totally. If you have no stress in your life, mm-hmm. I'm sure plenty of people could handle that just fine and would mm-hmm. seek that out. But I think other people just lose it because they're what are they working towards? Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good thing to have some level of minimal stress mm-hmm. and effort and need Definitely. in your life. So I think that's, I guess that gets kind of to what I think qualitatively enough might be. Mm-hmm. Quantitatively, like if you were to operationalize that, mm-hmm. the article also mentions Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. and one way she described how to sort of divvy it up. And she suggested spending 50% on your needs, 30% on your wants, and 20% goes to savings of various kinds. Mm. And uh, I thought that was interesting because we, I think, at least in terms of the savings, that's kind of where we fall, usually around 20% or a little higher, a little lower, depending on the year. Um, And I'm not sure how we would divvy up our needs and wants, Mm -hmm. but, um, but that seems kind of like a reasonable thing. And it's, it's much like the savings part of that is much higher than the average, average, right? By far, like fivefold um, higher than the average American savings in terms of household level savings. But uh, but that should be, I think that's a good place to, to say that should be about normal, hmm. you know? Yeah. 50% on needs, 30% on wants. So mm-hmm. you're not just blowing all your money and 20% goes to, you know, yeah. sort of secure your financial future. Yeah, it could just be a nice kind of like benchmark or check. Um, and, you know, like we probably mentioned just about every episode, but using some kind of... Um, tool or app to track your spending can make doing something like that pretty easy mm-hmm. um, where you could just, you know, then just pull together your, you know, mortgage or rent, your utilities, your groceries, you know, easily, you know, quickly categorize some things and just kind of get a rough estimate of maybe where your estimates fall. And then, you know, if it's kind of in line, that's awesome. If it's not, then gives a great um, starting place for, making some changes or just kind of thinking about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I thought that just this article, I, I just, I love reading stuff like this because just so much in our culture and what we read is either overtly or subtly giving you that feeling of like, wanting more, not Mm -hmm. having enough. Other people have it better. Other people have more than you. And so when I read things like this, it just um, kind of like centers me or just grounds me, I Mm -hmm. think, some. And it kind of feels like it pulls back that curtain and just reminds you that everyone has stresses and everyone, the people that you're, you're maybe feeling envious of those people are looking to other people and Mm -hmm. feeling envious of them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I also try to think of too, you know, someone who might have all the material possessions that you want, you Mm -hmm. have no idea what the situations are and the relationships in their life, maybe the health in their life. I mean, things that, 
um, we're so fortunate to have like good fortune in those areas. Mm -hmm. And you just, you just never, ever, never, ever know. And so I think that's the thing. Like, I think that's a really key point actually. So the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, there's the, so this is my, my theory. This is something I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about for the past couple of days. The Joneses don't exist. There's no such thing as the Joneses. There's no such thing as the Joneses. No, They're, it's true. We all create it in our minds. Yeah, it's it's you're keeping up with your own perception. Yes, you're, totally. You're in competition with this this figment, this ghost totally, in your head. Totally. Because you could look, you know, to the next neighborhood over and see a really beautiful house with a really nice car in Just front of it. Just a facade. Yeah, and and you have and those people have somehow spent money mm-hmm. to get that house and have mm-hmm. that car. The thing is, you don't know if they make more or less than you. Right. You don't know how much they leverage their future dollars to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be totally well off and they, yeah. they pulled it off, but you have no clue. And, right. and so you really know, and I mean, that's kind of the point of this podcast is to unveil at least one couple's yeah. you know, finances so right. people could learn more. Right. Um, but for, for the most part, you just have no clue how people, what people's real financial situations are. And probably more often than not, they're not great mm-hmm. <laughs> because most Americans' financial situations are not usually good um well but i think it also then too like you can only see kind of the facade of someone's life and mm -hmm. that is usually material things Mm -hmm. and then we're assuming that material things are bringing happiness and when you don't have them you can think that you know like Mm -hmm. well if i had this house this car this you know whatever but you know that's but that's actually you know not always the case Mm -hmm. like kind of as we've talked about before so so yeah there's just like a lot of like faulty logic that's going on in there in a couple of ways so so anyway just things like this remind me um and kind of give me that perspective that then um because i totally can fall into this too but then it kind of helps um give me a detour from that and like Mm -hmm. no no remember like kind of these other paths to thinking about it. And it's not that I want to be disparaging of anyone else that seems like they might be in a better financial situation or whatever, but it's just more that I don't want to waste time comparing. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be, I want to have happiness for other people in their situations and, and hope that they're doing the best they can and making the best choices for them. And then I just want to focus on us and be appreciative of the situation that we're in. The other thing I think about along those lines too, then is it's like a, it's a chance for reflection. Like you're saying, yeah. um, in a way though, that I try to think, I, I don't do a whole lot of comparing, I think in the first place, I don't care too much, but, um, can I like, to what extent it gives me a chance to think about to what extent I have offloaded wants from the budget. In other words, how much more have I built in for like wants and things that give me pleasure that make me happy, mm-hmm. uh, that don't cost any money. Oh, interesting. And, the, and every time I think of like issues of conspicuous consumption around mm-hmm. us, uh, it gives me a chance to think, Oh, I don't have to spend my money on that because I've offloaded that, that thing that makes me happy into the non-spending category. Oh, like, can you give me an example? So I, I like that. Yeah. So like give it, get, I, yeah, I, I always go to this example, but getting rid of one of our cars, uh-huh. So having multiple cars and nice mm-hmm. cars is mm-hmm. often a, you know, it's kind of right. a status thing. Um, I offloaded that enjoyment into the enjoyment of biking mm-hmm. and the counterculture aspect of that and the health that it brings me and the happiness it brings me, all those things. Mm-hmm. And I don't spend any money. I mean, I bought a bike once years mm-hmm. ago and all I do now 
is just get out and be active and be happy mm-hmm. to transport myself part of the well, time anyway. And, and I think maybe part of that too is then like for us, we see our car just so utilitarian. Mm-hmm. So another good example would be the TV. Yeah. Like you could walk into somebody else's house and see a big ass TV mm-hmm. and be like, wow, it's got to be awesome to watch whatever right. on that. Right. We got rid of our TV and then I can think, I offloaded the expense of the TV and cable packages and whatever else into Mm -hmm. time spent with you and with Mm -hmm. our kids and out at the park and Mm -hmm. bike riding and doing Mm -hmm. things that don't sit me down in a sedentary way in front of a screen. Yeah. So like not that watching TV is bad or having Mm -hmm. a, or that having a big TV is bad. It's just that it it gives me a chance to think, what am I doing um, with my time that, that I otherwise would have been mm. spending watching TV. It's things that bring me joy and happiness mm-hmm. that don't cost any money. Mm. So it's like a, again, it's a chance to find out, is there a way to offload expensive things into a non-expense category to give you the same kind of pleasure? Mm, interesting. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> he went to, Chris went to put his hand on the back of the chair and next to him and totally missed and just <laughs> kind of flung his hand out to the side. Weirdly. <laughs> I just hit the ghost of Jones. <laughs> That doesn't actually exist. Um, Okay. I like that. Cool. All right, Article Club. Okay. um, Let's uh, wrap it up with one big thing. Do you have yours? I do. Okay. This is totally self-serving, but it was exciting. I was featured in a Pacific Standard Magazine article (laughs) a few weeks ago. What is that magazine? What are they like? I I wasn't familiar with them before the article came out. It's sort of a, you know, a news slash culture type of of website. So Pacific Standard. Yeah. And I think it's a print magazine as well, but it, you know, so they'll, they'll report on, they go more in depth in news stories of the day, but then they also report on like movements and other culturally Culture, okay. interesting things. Okay. And a colleague like of mine, you. like me, for example, <laughs> I am culturally interesting <laughs> and of great import. Um, anyway, but a uh, colleague of mine, Jimmy McWilliams, who is a professor in Texas, is also a writer for them, an incredible writer, and mm-hmm. he's written really good books. You should look him up. But uh, he wrote an article on this movement of minimalism and reducitarianism he's mm. been looking into and the way I approach it, voluntary simplicity. And so he wrote about Mr. Money Mustache, who we've referred to on this podcast, um, the minimalists, and then me. And so the three kind of approaches were discussed mm-hmm. in the article. Um, so it was really, it was cool. I was an honor to, to be featured in that. Yeah. Um, and so I'll link to that if you care to read about it. But it's it, it gives you kind of a an entree into these various perspectives on, yeah. on the, a lot of the stuff we talk about on this podcast. Yeah, it was a really cool article. It made me so proud to read it. And he just, um, yeah, he's a, col- a colleague of yours. And it was just, um, it was so well-deserved for you to be featured. And I just feel like he did such a good job doing that yeah, too. Yeah, he, was, he wrote very kindly about you, which is, I mean, so deserved, not as if he was saying anything <laughs> that wasn't true, but it was just really cool that it wasn't just like a couple line reference to you. It was like, you know, several references throughout it about lifestyle. There was even a little infographic about things that, um, yeah. that you couldn't, that you couldn't live without. <laughs> it was, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. I've never been infographicized before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's a great one. Um, I think mine is just as the end of the year approaches, um, and it's been such a busy season for me. I just, I love the fresh start of a new year. I Mm -hmm. can't remember when I started kind of making new year's 
goals, resolutions and things. Maybe it was around the time that I started my blog because mm-hmm. I started it with a New Year's Day post about mm. goals for 2011. Mm. Um, so maybe it was kind of that habit in there. But anyway, I just so look forward to a new year. And so I'm feeling right now just very reflective on the year. And I like to think about like things that were hard, but also like things like just how far we've come, you know, in many different ways with the Mm -hmm. boys, things we like got to do in our relationship. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. Like, I just love kind of that practice of reflecting um, on the past year. And then I love looking forward to the next year. Cause I think as I'm thinking about everything that happened in the next year, I mean, the past year, it just makes me so excited for there. Wow. There's just so much time for so many things to happen. Like, yeah. where will we be sitting here a year from now? And yeah, it's just, it, it what feels exciting. What did you exciting. think about when you reflected? Um, I, I kind of thought about um, that I need to go back and like look at our photos and stuff from the very beginning of the year because it's kind of hard to remember, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like the boys changed so much and stuff. Like I want to go back and just remember like what they were doing. I mean, Cedric mm-hmm. was just turning one. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's just like, it kind of just more feels like a blur. I haven't actually like sat down and like really reflected. I'd like to like look back from some Mm -hmm. photos and stuff and think more of specific, specific memories. But I think this year there has been a lot that's just started to, um, even though like the boys are still very young and still very, very hands-on. I mean, we weren't sitting at the dinner table together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, at all because Cedric was sitting in a high chair mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year and now we regularly sit at the table. And so even just kind of thinking about that and what all is involved in that, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. is just interesting. And then it's exciting. And then that makes me excited to think about where we could be a year from now because dinner is still often very stressful in terms of like, rejecting food and throwing food and Mm. (laughs) all that stuff banging plates and dishes and overturning plates and dishes. yes yes so anyway just yeah reflecting on the past year and looking forward to the next one and i'd love to maybe our next episode we could do kind of like a reflecting on 2016 like our how we did on our budget goals and things like that and Mm -hmm. all else that happened and then first in the first episode of the new year looking forward to 2017 so cool we will plan those out all right okay so um you can find show notes and links for everything that we mentioned including um, the new york times article that we discussed and more importantly the article that chris is featured in <laughs> much you can, more importantly. you can find that at love and matrimony m-o-n-e-y.com and we love to get your emails at hey matrimony at gmail.com The Joneses, don't believe the hype. And remember to love your honey, not your money. Much better. And we had chocolate. Mm-hmm. Your hair is a little tousled. Mm-hmm. So your bedtime hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.